Father uh, Pacer and I uh, were uh, talking yesterday uh, at, uh, at breakfast uh, about Epiphany because we both love this uh, feast so much and it's so beautiful and practical. And that's what we're talking about, the practicality of uh, the Epiphany. Now, Epiphany um, comes from some two Greek words, uh, meaning... Uh, a happening, but an intense happening, an intense happening. And we all have those in our life, Ex- intense experiences that change um, us in some way. And, you know, uh, if you were to think about what are your intense experiences that have, like, altered the way you look at life, look at yourself, look at your work, your family, kind of move you from one place to another, one movement to another, a conversion moment. It's an epiphany. And, and we all have those. And, you know, for, and so we're like, all right, what would be epiphanies? And, you know, uh, the two of us just kind of going back and forth and you know, sharing various stories. Um, and, you know, for one of the examples I gave, all right, what epiphany would have been, uh, you know, when I really experienced uh, that I could uh, go and do what the Lord was asking me to do and go off and study to be a priest. That was an intense experience for me. Whereas prior to, I had been resistant and afraid. All of a sudden, it was just, it was like something had altered, shifted in me, and now it was was done with great joy and possibility and hope. And, you know, and for you, maybe it was the day you got married, maybe it was the day you proposed to your spouse or the day you, you, you know, gave birth to your, one of your kids, uh, you know, maybe it was uh, just a, a moment of an incredible prayer or something, you just felt like the Lord was just like totally with you, epiphanies, and you come away from those moments, and, and it's, it's like coming into, like leaving a, a darkened room into some bright sunlight, and everything's just different, everything's different, and, and, and Father Pacer, he was talking, he's like, you know, yeah, it was, it was that day uh, that, you know, I left one uh, life and, and began another by going off to the seminary. And, you know, because, you know, Father Pacer was engaged, I'm sure you all know that, um, before he went off to the seminary and, and, and to get married. And he had an epiphany. It changed. And I said, you know what? One of the epiphanies I had was... Because I've known uh, Father Pacer, you know, since he was like in second grade when I was pastor at Holy Cross, which was his parish where he grew up. And so I've known him most of his life. And so an epiphany for me was at his first Mass at Holy Cross when he stood at the altar and and was holding up the host like for the very first time. And I was looking at his face. I'm like, holy smokes, this actually works. Praise God. You know, it was an epiphany. Um, I want you to think today about what your epiphany is or what, what has happened to you in your life right now, think about it, that was a shift, a change, an intense experience of God breaking through. We, we, we look at our ordinary lives and God is always within the fabric of that. And sometimes he shows himself in a way that changes how we look at things and how we feel about things or even the the direction of our life. Think about that. Right now, just do that little exercise. You know, 
what is this feast about? It's like, you know, it's a nice little postcard up here. You know, the three kings coming from the east and, and, and they bring their nice little presents for the baby. Isn't that lovely? But what's really happening is that these guys, important people, rich, big jobs, busy, a lot of responsibilities. They know what they're about. They've been trained in, in, in the ways and the artistry of their particular vocations. And they got it all, it's, it's all there for them. And yet, somehow, God breaks through that. Their, their, their incredible, interesting, important lives, and in a way that they step out of that. They step out of that life and go on a different route, exploring new possibilities, looking for something that has captured their heart that is better than the great life that they already have. What you have now, your life, and its richness and its complexity and its beauty and its challenges and, and, and sometimes in its difficulties and sufferings, what you have now isn't everything. There's always more. Brothers and sisters, don't settle for what you've got now. It's great. But do you think the Lord is going to bring you to this point and say, that's it? I don't have anything else to show you? That's what this is about, to, to reclaim the initiative, to trust in God's movement, and to go for that intense experience of his love. Thomas Aquinas, he talks about uh, the movement of our will. He says there's two movements of our will. That's what makes us up, intellect and will. The two movements of our will. One is is. The, the movement of our will to possess the good. And the other movement of the will is to enjoy the good that is possessed. Think about that. One movement of our will is to go for, the, go for it. Go for the good. The other movement is to, once we have experienced that good, to rest and enjoy it. That's, our, that's, our, that's the movement of, our, of God in our life. Go for good, enjoy the good. What did God do? God, God went for the good for six days and created. It's his being, his essence is that. But what did he do on the seventh day? He rested. Not because he was tired. That's not God's thing. But rather, the, the word rest is to delight or to play. God played on the seventh day. He went for the good. He created it. And it was very good. That's you. And now God delights and plays and rests in that goodness, which is you. God delights in you. And the intense experience the epiphany that we have in our lives at various moments is when we 
actually see that love, that delight, that play that God has with you. And it changes you. And like, oh my gosh, God's happy with me. <laughs> it's okay. I'm good. Essentially, that's what I'm made for. Now you, go for that good. And once in a while, stop and enjoy it. Today's once in a while. The seventh day, the Lord's day, is our play day. We're made for worship. And the most intense form of worship is the Mass. And so you say sometimes, why do I come? Why do I do this? Because the church says so. Because my spouse makes me. Because I want to be a good example to my kids. Because I don't want to go to hell. Whatever it is. God can work with all that. But what he really wants you to do is be here, not because it's a burden and a necessity, but rather because it is you in an epiphany of his experience of love for you, playing with him, enjoying him. And when you're a kid, you just go down across the street and say, hey, can, can so-and-so come out and play with me? That's what you're doing. Lord, come out and play with me. Because I want to experience that love that changes how I am with my spouse and my kids and my job and my world and my money and everything in my life. The gifts that I have, the first fruits of all that I have received, now I come and put before God's revelation of himself, of love to the world and the Christ child. What are your gifts? What are your gifts? There's so many you have. And give them the best. Don't hold back and say, oh, I'll come into Mass because I'm supposed to. All right, that's a gift, but it's, you know, it's not a great one. The gift, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh is, Lord, I am here because you love me. And I am here because I want to say thank you. And I am here because my life is better when I have you in it. And my life is more fruitful when I know what I'm about with you. And my life has meaning when I follow the star that you have placed in my gaze to lead me to the one who tells me who I am and what I'm about and what I'm supposed to do with my life. Huh? That's epiphany. And it's like Augustine. That great poem, and you've heard it many times. When Augustine is just steeped in his worldliness, He's searching, but he doesn't know for what. And he's moving from one thing to the other because he doesn't really know where to focus that desire. But you do. You do. But finally, he had an epiphany. In a moment, just something hit him. And the, and the words that came out of his heart at that moment were these, late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new, late have I loved you. You were with me, but I was not with you. I had immersed myself in created things, but had you not created them, they, not, they would not have been at all. You flashed, you shone, you broke through my blindness. You shouted, you broke through my deafness. I, I tasted you, and now I hunger for more. You breathe your fragrance on me, and now I pant for you. You touch me, and now I burn for your peace. God invading 
Augustine through his senses. And God invades us through our senses in the sacraments on our play day when we come to be renewed as children at play in the fields of the Lord. Huh? Now, brothers and sisters, um, you're made for greatness. The movement of your soul is for that greatness, that goodness. And what you're doing here today is that other movement of your soul to play and to enjoy the goodness that you have received. Come and see, come and taste the goodness of the Lord. Homework. Come to Mass every week. And and sometimes we say, I'm getting tired of this game. I don't like playing with y'all or Lord with you today. It always just feels like it's the same game. Nothing changes. Homework. If I come to play here at Mass and experience God's love, but I don't put anything into it, I don't follow the rules, I, I don't bring my best gifts, I don't bring myself. I leave, it feels like it did last week, and I go home and I do my life, but I have not experienced that new life for this new week in that epiphany and that love of the Lord Jesus that he has given me in this Mass. So when I come back next week, I'm the same person because I have not allowed anything to change me. I have not gone after that good, and I have not delighted in the good received. I am just the same old person. It isn't the Mass or the play that is at fault. It is ourselves. Because when we leave this game, this play, this love, this, this joy, and we allow it, that epiphany, Jesus to break through all that we do this coming week. Make Jesus a part of everything. Because, and then everything then we do will be different because he is now a part of it. So when I come back next week, I'm not the same person. I'm a different person. And if I'm a different person, guess what? The mass is going to be different. You're going to be different. The game is going to be different. The joy will be a new experience. So that's your homework. Right. Take Jesus home with you. Let him show you what you're about and what this awesome life is. And let him show you how beautiful you are and why it is. Why it is that he enjoys you so much. <laughs>